world today. And Holy Spirit, as I speak this word, I thank you in advance for bringing the power as this word is spoken in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father God, that it's not about me because I have been crucified with Christ. And it's not about me, God, but it's all about you, God. In you I live, in you I move, in you I have my being. So I thank you that I'm dependent on you to deliver this word. And God, every attack and every assignment the enemy has sent out against us today, God, I speak that it has been broken physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and financially, even in this room on today. And God, I thank you today that you have come in this room to set the captives free. God, through your word on today, we honor you, we glorify you, and we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Open your Bibles to the book of St. Mark, the fourth chapter, and let's hear what the Lord is saying unto you today. I'm just his messenger delivering the word that God is bringing to the church. Amen. So we thank God for his word. St. Mark, the fourth chapter. I'm going to begin at verse 16, and I'm going to end at verse 17. St. Mark, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse 16. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Let me read this again. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves. And so endure for a time. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. I want to talk about superficial faith. Last week, we talked about seesaw faith. That means faith that's up and down. You know, that's when you're, uh, you're looking at your circumstances. One minute you believe in God, the next minute you're not. So God began to speak to me on superficial faith. Superficial faith is shallow faith. It is above surface, above the ground. That's what superficial faith is. And as the Spirit of the Lord began to minister this to me, He said there's superficial faith in the body of Christ. There's a lot of people. Here we go. Thank God that I'm the healed. Amen. Amen. But it's something in this atmosphere that always try to attack on Sundays when I'm preaching. But the devil is a lie because we're going to go forward with the word. Amen. So we give God glory. Father God, every attack and every assignment that the enemy is sending right now in the name of Jesus to stop this word from going forth, God, in Jesus name, I speak that it has been broken. And I thank you right now that this word shall go forth in power. It shall go forth in demonstration, God. And I thank you and I praise you, Father God. That I am free from every spirit of infirmity, God, that's in the atmosphere, in Jesus' name. So we see here that we're talking about superficial faith. That's a faith that's shallow. That's a faith that's above the surface. And this is what was happening dealing with these grounds. 
Now, what Jesus was telling them, Jesus was teaching them, but what was happening, he was showing them how different hearts received the gospel. And this certain heart here, the seed is the word, the soil is your heart. This certain ground here was receiving the word immediately. It's like when you plant a seed. And when you plant that seed, whatever soil you put that seed in, that's how that seed is going to grow. This is why you got to cultivate the ground even before you plant seed. Because if you don't cultivate that ground, what's going to happen is when that seed begins to grow, other things are going to come up with that seed. And you're going to have to deal with weeds. You're going to have to deal with other things. When we look at this stony ground, it's dealing with seed that was put above the surface, meaning that it was sown above um, rocks. It was rocks in between the soil. So it come up. It looked like it was um, producing something. But later on, this seed, this seed began to die because it was sown among the rocks. So God was telling me that we have Christians in here that's hearing the word of God. You come in every Sunday, you hear in the word of God. But when things begin to pop up in your life, you receive the word with gladness. You know, sometimes we say, oh, that, that, that word. Thank you, Lord, for that word. I needed that word. But the question is, what are you doing with the word that you're getting? See, you get glad, you get happy because, you know, someone may speak a word in your life and they may tell you what God is saying for you, saying to you at this time. But if you don't take and guard the word that you're getting, guarding that word meaning that you're guarding it to the point where it can take root. See, that word is above the surface right now. This is why you got to go home yourself and meditate on the word that you're receiving today. You just don't take that word and you're happy for one day or one week. You got to go in and say, God, what is that word saying to me? It takes medita meditation. And as you meditate on that word, that word began to take root. But here we see the Bible says when trouble comes. When persecution come, it's coming because of the word that you receive. Who is the one that's bringing the trouble? Who's the one that's bringing the persecution? Who's the one bringing the anguish? It is the devil because he does not want you to receive that engrafted word, that implanted word with meekness because it's able to save your soul. Whatever you're going through, the word will come in there and give you life. But if you don't take that word and do like the word of God is telling you to do with that word so that word will get deeply rooted, the enemy is going to come take it and then you're going to fall away. That's shallow faith. Some of us are operating on shallow faith as long as things are going good in your life. As long as you don't have pain in your body, as long as you have money in the bank, as long as your kids are okay, as long as you're okay on your job, you can praise God. You can give God glory because everything in your life looks so good. I don't have a problem with money. I don't have a problem with sickness. I don't have a problem with my children. I don't have a problem on my job. Everything in my life is going good. Even my marriage is good. I mean, it's just so good. You just have to believe God. You just have to take God at his word. Come on, somebody. This is what we do. And on the outside, it looks as if this person got it going on. This person is standing in faith. This person, I mean, I'm going to hang around that person because I believe God is really using that person because of the way the person is talking. And every time you see them, I mean, they just looking good. They always have money. They always offering somebody something. But the Bible said that they didn't have root 
in themselves. Because when trouble come, you're going to know where you are. You're going to know if you're above the surface. You're going to know if it's shallow or you're going to know if you're deep-rooted. See, a person that's deep-rooted, no matter if trouble come, no matter if there's no money in the bank, no matter if your body is going through, no matter what your kids are doing or what your job is doing, what your husband or wife is doing, you're still standing on what God said. So God said it's superficial faith in the house. Meaning that I'm okay long as everything look good. I'm here to tell you, everything ain't going to look good all the time, y'all. You ain't going to have a perfect mate. You're not going to have a perfect job. Your bank ain't going to look perfect the way you want it to look. Because I'm here to tell you, no matter how much money you get, I don't know about you. Way back when, $2 meant something to me. What about y'all? I remember I went to work for my uncle and we were so excited, y'all, we would get up and be um, at this place. He would clean on weekends, and we were so excited because he gave us $2. We would get up and be there at 5 o'clock in the morning for $2, cleaning a whole lodge. And we was happy to do it, waiting on our $2. Now, before we can get back home, we done ate up the $2 and waiting for next Saturday to come. But we was happy because we had $2. So $2 meant something. But then when you got over the $2, when you recognize once the $2 got in your hands, you're saying, that just ain't enough. I need more than this. So we was telling our uncle, you got to give us more than this if you want us to help you. $2 just ain't going to make it. So he upped it a little bit, and we was happy for the little raise. But later on, that just wasn't enough because it couldn't get us what we wanted. Now, I'm going somewhere. long as we had something in our hands, we were happy. We were satisfied, but when the $2 was gone and we recognized we had to go back again and work again to get two more dollars, come on, then we started being troubled. We started, you know, panicking. We started saying, well, I don't know if I want to do this no more because this ain't worth it. But how many know, even on your job, if you're making minimum wage, you got to stay on that job for a long time before they give you another raise? So you begin to encourage yourself where you are and say, this ain't all that I'm getting. I'm going to get me a raise later on. So you begin to believe that's what's going to happen, and you end up staying on that job. Guess why? Because they gave you a word. This after 90 days, we're going to give you a raise. So guess what? You count down. Them 90 days. You believe, and you're going to get that raise, right? When it comes to the word of God, we take it lightly. This is what we do in the house of God. When you hear the word, understand that everything that God gives you is good. And his word is spirit and it is life. So in no situation nobody is going through in this building that the word hasn't already come in and healed, delivered, and set free. But it's up to us to believe the word of God. And the only way we can believe the word of God is by getting into the word and allowing the word to get in us. The word is not going to get in you overnight because there's a process when it comes to the word of God. The more you take that word and meditate on that word, that word begin to take deep root. And when it take deep root, it's not easily uprooted. See, this is the problem with the church and I'm going somewhere else and I'm going to come back here. Go with me to John, the second chapter, 
In John, the second chapter, Jesus had just done a miracle. He had turned the water into wine. And his mother told them to do whatever he told them to do. Remember, Jesus is the word. So she was saying, whatever the word is telling you to do, that's what you do. When you do what the word tells you to do, you're going to have faith in the word. Because you lean in, you depend in, you trust in the word outside of what you see. So a miracle was performed. And as that miracle was performed, they believed in his name. Look at verse 23. It said, now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast, on the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. See, people believing in his name when they see miracles. What if you don't see no miracle? Are you still going to believe? Now, these people who were believing in his name, they were not saved, y'all. These were people that Jesus did that miracle, but they were not saved because Jesus hadn't went to be with the Father yet. So when God sent Jesus to the earth, he was going to bring forth the glory of God through miracles, through signs, through wonders. The Jews seek after a sign. So when Jesus was coming, in order for them to believe that he was from the Father, Jesus would do signs and he would do wonders in front of them to let them know, I am from above, not beneath. How do I know this? Because Nicodemus told him, you got to be from the father. Because these miracles that you do, no man can do them. So they knew that he was um, from the father because of the miracles that he done. So they believed in his name because of the miracle. But the next verse says, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. What does that mean? That means that Jesus knew where their heart was. Jesus knew that they were believing in his name because of the miracle. That's shallow faith. That's faith that's above the surface. That's faith that's shallow. He said, just because they saw that miracle, they're believing in my name. They're not believing in my name because of the word. See, you can believe in him because you see somebody healed. Because you see somebody delivered. But after that's all over with, and the word is coming forth, people fall back because they used to seeing somebody working a miracle. They used to seeing somebody blind eyes being opened. Don't get me wrong. This supposed to be happening in the body of Christ as the spirit wills. But what he want us to hold on to is the word. Because sometimes you ain't going to see a miracle. Sometimes you ain't going to see things that you want to see. But he's saying one thing that you have is the word. The word is not going to leave you. The word is not going to forsake you. The word is going to be with you even unto the end. Give you another example. Okay, going back to Jesus knowing the hearts of men. We go back in the book of 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter. God was sending Samuel out to anoint a king. Y'all know Saul had messed up. He rejected the word of the Lord, so the Lord rejected the kingdom from Saul. So he was looking for another king. He knew who the other king was going to be, but he sent Samuel with the anointing oil to anoint the next person to be king over Israel. We look, when he got there, he saw, all, he saw just sons, but the first one he saw was Elab. And Elab looked like he should be king. Come on. His countenance looked like that. His stature looked like that. 
look like that, but God began to speak to Samuel. See, this is why you have to hear the voice of the Lord because everything that looked like it's safe ain't safe. Everything that looked like it got it going on ain't got it going on. You may see a man in a Bentley in a nice suit with a wad of money and he may look like he rich he may look like he got it going on but he ain't got nothing not not the car not the suit not the money so you got to know that you know this is why you got to hear the spirit of the living god you got to know who labor amongst you you got to know the word for yourself so when he looked at elab god began to speak to him and he said man look out look at the outer appearance he said but I look at the heart of the man see this is where we mess up at just because somebody can clean well don't mean that they do good housework because they can clean well for that moment come on it's proof in the pudding you can go in somebody's house because they know you're coming and it look good and it smell good and you saying wow I know you love the clean then you sneak up on them when they ain't invited you and you open the door and it looked like a tornado have hit the house. That tells you right there that because you saw that don't mean that's who they really are. I'm going somewhere today. It's too many of y'all seeing people that you think they're where they are, but they ain't. I always tell you the ones that you think is ain't and the ones that you think ain't is how do I know because there was a man named Saul his name got changed to Paul he persecuted the Christians he was locking them up putting them in prison but one day Tyson he saw a light that shone down from heaven and he accepted his assignment from God and change took place but they didn't want to accept Saul because they were looking at where he used to be. But God said, I know his heart, apostle. I know who he is because I created him. I formed him. I shaped him into the image that I want him to be. So God said, I'm looking at the heart. Ask your neighbor, say, what are you looking at? The outward appearance? Or are you looking at the inward appearance? I don't know about y'all up in here. But I'm just going to lay it down. If I went on every outward appearance in here, the church be empty. Because everybody got something going on. The only place that you are perfected is in your spirit. I'll put it this way. A mama and daddy know the youngins. They know their children. See, God put y'all up under me. I may not say much to you. But I'm always looking. And I know what you're about, even when I ain't around you. I know what you're up to. Why? Because I serve a father who lets me know what's going on, even when I ain't in the midst of it. And then you think you can get over on the father? No. So this is why God looks at the hearts. He looks at the heart of man. And he knew the heart of Eliab was not right. So then God began to show me another scripture. Go to 1 Chronicles 28.9. This is David. And David is talking to Solomon, his son, 
who was going to take his place. Remember, David was anointed to be king, and it says that David was after what? The heart of God. God knew David's heart. And verse 9, it said, And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and a willing mind. He said, you got to get acquainted with him. You got to come to know him. He said, and then you can serve him with a perfect heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understand all the imagination of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. So look at what David was telling his own son. He was saying, you got to know God. See, this is where we mess up at. I'm talking about shallow faith. The reason why we have shallow faith is because we don't know God. When you come into relationship with God, I mean, truly get acquainted with God, acquainted with who he is, no matter what somebody say to you, you rejecting that because you say, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't what God said. That's not what his word said. I hear what you're saying. Yes, that's fact. But I have somebody who's higher than what you're saying. Now, what you're saying, I'm not saying that is not fact. What you're showing me, I'm not saying that is not fact, but I'm telling you what he said. And you got to stand on what he's saying. How can you stand on it? Because you are so sure of him. You know that the word says that what God, God's word is sure. God is not going to break his covenant. His word is not going to come back to him void. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word is going to stand forever. Everything may leave this earth, but God's word is still going to be. Y'all come on now. Who would not want to believe the word of God? Because when everything else change, Pamela, the word is not going to change. See, this is why when God created the universe, he created the universe by the word. He spoke, let there be light, and there was light. And guess what? God didn't see that light right then. It says the Bible said, let there be light. But when you go down to the other verses, it tell you when light came. Because God knew light is going to come because I'm speaking, let there be light. I don't have to see it right now, but the earth have to do what I'm saying. So we have to understand God is not going to change his mind. Whatever he has said to us, guess what, y'all? The devil's job is to steal, kill, and destroy. So if God give you a word, I'm speaking on me. Through my life, I have had words, the word of God that has come to me through prophets and, you know, through people that God would send to me with the word from the Lord. Sometime I didn't know if it was God or not, so I put it on the shelf because I said, if it is God, it shall surely come to pass. But you're going to know when God is speaking because God is going to send someone to confirm that word unto you. He's going to send someone to confirm the word that he has given you. And sometimes we may not even be in the place to hear God. And the reason why we're not in the place to hear God, it is because of that hardened heart that we have. When your heart gets so hard and you can be sitting right now in the house of God, your heart is so hardened because you're so sensitive to the ways of the world or so sensitive to your hurt or so sensitive to your unforgiveness that the word of God is coming and it can't penetrate. It can't get to the heart because you got a hardened heart and that heart has become callous. So what's happening when the word is coming is like it's just dropping off. 
It's not penetrating. So this is why you have to guard your heart at all times. This is why when someone do something to offend you or someone do something to hurt you, you want to take care of that right then and there. You don't want to wait two, three weeks and allow the enemy to plant more seeds of hurt. And then you got to deal with not only what they said, but what somebody else didn't say. Why am I saying didn't say? Because the person that hurt you, you didn't deal with that. So somebody is coming to you and they're speaking unto you. You take offense to that like they done something to you and they ain't never done nothing to you because you didn't resolve the hurt from that past relationship. So this is why we have to deal with things as they come. How do we deal with it? Through the word of God. So he said, I know the heart of man. He said, man don't have to testify a man to me. Meaning that I shouldn't have to go to Darlene and tell Darlene about Teresa. Because if I have the Holy Spirit on the inside of me and Darlene have the Holy Spirit on the inside of her, the Holy Spirit will reveal um, uh, to Darlene how Teresa's heart is. How does that get revealed? Through her character, through the fruit that she's bearing. See, you got to know the fruit that people are bearing to know where their heart is. And if you ain't spending time in the word of God yourself and allowing the word to penetrate, then you will look at a person in a way that God don't have you to look at that person. So this is why Jesus know the heart of man. He know all about us. He know what we're thinking about before we think about it. Isn't that wonderful, y'all? Y'all know how sometimes I can be in the kitchen washing dishes and and I want to go into prayer and be alone with God. Y'all, I be talking to God all alone having a conversation with him and be saying to myself, can't wait till I get through washing these dishes so I can go be alone with God. Please, child, you done told God all your business right there while you're washing the dishes. God already knew what you were going to tell him even before you even began to think about what you were going to tell him. And so I'm thinking I got to do some type of ritual in order for God to hear me. See, God already know my heart. So I need to say, wait a minute, God, you already know my heart. You already know how I feel right now. You already know that I don't want to knock them out. Now I want to curse them out. You already know. So ain't no point of me going to shut myself off. God, this is just how I feel. Because you knew the feeling before the feeling came. And God is getting so real I can see them right now. Y'all know what I mean? That's where we get to. But this is what God is saying. He said we have shallow faith. And he want the word so deeply rooted in us that we don't move. Now, in the word of God, it's talking about when we looked at um, Jesus said that um, they believed in his name because of the miracles that they saw. Now, I'm telling you, people will believe in his name because of the miracles. But let me make this clear. Signs and wonders are for unbelievers. They're not for believers. Because we should not be amazed or astound when somebody get healed. We should not be waiting on nobody to be healed. You know why? Because God has given us the power. Let me, let me give you an example. Let's go back. See, this is why you need to come to discipleship class. And understand what a disciple is. We got too many people that want a title and don't even know how to disciple nobody. Because you are not a learner of Christ. We want so many people to look at us because of title, but we're not doing what the Bible's telling us to do. We're supposed to be making disciples, not converts. 
So this is why people are having shallow faith is because people are getting up in the church. We're the church. They're getting up and saying things that God ain't told them to say, have not even been baptized with the fire of God from on high and telling people all this little stuff and they can't back it up with what they're saying is flesh moving and not the spirit. So they're coming up with their own way of performing. And people are believing in that. But this is what Jesus told those disciples. He said, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Meaning that you got to learn from me how to be a fisher of men. Those men stayed up under him for three years learning from him. And when they were learning from him, he said that he gave them power. Power to do what? Power and authority to do what? He gave them that right to heal, deliver, and set free. He gave that unto them because they were ready to receive from him that power. God don't want to send nobody out that don't know how to operate in the gifts of the spirit because it's as the spirit wills as the spirit is coming upon you he's going to let you know okay i'm going to go somewhere because i'm talking about miracles today because jesus said that they believe because of the miracle again i'm saying we as believers don't need no miracle to believe god because it took the miracle for you to come to him some of y'all some people who uh, saw the signs and wonders they said what must i do to be saved See, those signs and wonders for unbelievers is bringing them to Christ, is letting them know that he is God and he has sent that person to come to do, deliver his message and for people to be healed, delivered, and set free. Now, once you become a believer, you're not asking God to show you a sign to believe what he told you. If any of us are waiting on a sign to get healed, we got shallow faith. Because you don't have to wait on no sign to be healed. If you are a believer, you're supposed to know you're already healed and you don't need no sign because God said you were healed. But you're the one that he has commissioned to go out with the great commission. And as you are a follower and a believer of him, signs and wonders shall follow those that believe. So we as believers supposed to be manifesting these signs and wonders as the spirit wills. You can't turn it on when you feel like it. Mm -mm. It's as the spirit wills. That's why you have to be in the spirit and not in the flesh. Now, some of us with the power of God on the inside of us don't even want to go up to nobody when the spirit is unctioning us and they're saying lay hands on them and tell them to be healed. I'm not doing that. But you want to preach. You got to follow pursuit. Can I tell y'all something? Let's just be honest. The reason why you come in here, believers, is to get taught so you can go out there so signs and wonders can manifest. When you come in here, you're getting an upcharge. You're getting encouraged. So you can move more in the spirit and not in the flesh. You're not coming up in here to try to be like an unbeliever. If you already believe, you're supposed to be trusting his word. You don't supposed to be waiting. Well, let me see, darling, what's going to happen this Sunday. Let me see who's going to fall out this Sunday. 
let me see because I got that feeling. I like coming in there because people fall out and people do this and people do that. Let me tell you something. There's more to it than just falling out. When you see somebody falling out, it's God doing a work with that person. You may not understand the work that God is doing, but God is doing something within that person that need to be done and they're saved. Why is he doing it? He said, because I can't send you out like that. So you coming in here to get built up on Tuesdays and on Sundays. You're not coming in here to manifest yourself. You're coming in here to manifest his glory out of here. We're getting it mixed up, y'all. We're spending too much time in here and not enough time out there manifesting him. Everybody want to come in the house and show what they can do. Come on. You're supposed to be outside the house. The only reason you come in here is to get built up. Go in the word of God, apostle. Those disciples were getting built up to go out. Did they go out? No, they stayed in the synagogue. The only one that stayed in the synagogue was traditional folk. The one that was trying to make people to abide by laws. But when you come into the house of God, especially an apostolic ministry, which this is, you are trained to go out and make disciples of men. You are trained to go out to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You are trained to go out and tell them, it don't matter if you got two fish and five loaves of bread. God said he's going to multiply today. And this is how you get more disciples coming in the house to be trained. We got too many people that want to stay in the house and say, that field work is just not me, apostle. As I recall in the Bible, the apostles went in the field because it was acting as the evangelists. They acted upon what God had placed upon their lives to do. So you don't stay in this house and thinking you're going to get something done because I don't know about you. But if a person is in the house and they're getting trained, They need to be outside the house bringing in disciples so those disciples can get trained. How did Paul and them have so many followers, so many disciples? Because they were training them. They were showing them the way of the Lord. They were laying that foundation as they laid that foundation and as they were trained, guess what? They went out after they were trained. Remember y'all, you only coming in here to get encouraged. You coming in here to get uplifted. You coming in here to get trained. You coming in here to get taught so you can go out of here to make disciples. So if you have not been made a disciple yet, come on, you ain't going to be able to go out there. And deliver what God have for you to deliver. So we're getting back to Jesus said they believed in his name because of the miracles. There was a time in my life when, when people were prophesying to me. When they were telling me this or that or the other. Oh, my faith was high. Thank you, Jesus. I can do this and I can do that. But after a while, Sister Loretta, it died out. And I went right back to the same pattern I was looking for another prophet. Seeing where I can find another meeting that we could go to. Is that not right, Jennifer? All over there in Fayetteville, all over there in the woods. Everywhere they said prophet, we found the prophet. Come on, this is what's happening with people. They're trying to find a word instead of getting into the word. And as you get into the word, when a prophet do come, you're going to know whether they're false or they're a true prophet of God. 
but you're not going to know if you don't stay in the word, in the word of God. So God had to train me up that way. And I remember one day God told me, he said, nobody else is going to be able to come to you and tell you anything. I said, the devil is a lie. How you think I'm going to make it, God? Yeah. I need for somebody to help me out. What about you? We all need some help from somebody, right? We need some time a word to say, oh, you're on the right track. Okay, yeah, that's good. But after a while, that died out, and you got to have the word for yourself. God wants you to have the word for yourself, where you don't have to wait on me to call you and say, darling, God said. You don't have to wait on nobody to call you and tell you what God said, because you already know what God is saying to you. And no matter what comes in your life, you're going to stand because you have the word of God to stand on. If your husband is cutting the food, put the word on it. He's going to cut more of the food once you put the word on it because the enemy going to turn up the heat. He's going to be sneaking out of every window, every door he can sneak out of. But if God said that's your husband and the day he's going to be delivered, say, God, I'm standing on him being delivered. And the next time you get ready to come in the house, you lift the one up and say, come on in, baby. <laughs> then he's going to know. See, the spirit manifesting itself. Next time he go to that woman's house, you're going to get there before he get there. And you're going to be standing there. How you like me now, baby? Why? Because you're following the leading of the Holy Ghost. Come on, and then you get discouraged and say, God, why you have me doing all this for this no good rascal? Come on, you're getting mad now. Stuff beginning to come to the surface. Why are you having me to do all this for this man? He ain't done nothing to me but cheat on me. He ain't done nothing for me. Why are you having me to do this? Because then the spirit began to say, because he's like Saul. And I'm going to make him a Paul. And I need you to show my love to him. To let him know who I am in you. To let him know I'm a loving God in spite of what he's doing. I'm going to love him still the same. So each time that man keeps sneaking out. Each time that man be making phone calls and doing stuff, God end up showing you what's going on and you end up manifesting God's glory in front of that man. And finally, that man fall down on his knees and say, forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. I want to get to know him in a better way. Why? Because you stood. It wasn't shallow faith. You believe God outside of what you were seeing with that man. Now, every case ain't the same. It might be cases where God say, devil, open the door and say, devil, get out of my house. And the husband look at you and say, you talking to me? And you don't see him no more. (laughs) Let the unbeliever leave, (laughs) right? So this is what I'm saying. When you're standing, you got to hear God while you're standing. You got to have such a relationship with God that when you get down and you feel like throwing in the towel, you know you don't have shallow faith no more. Why? Because you're taking God at his word and and you're being honest and you're saying, God, I can't take it no more. But then the Holy Spirit began to minister to you. He began to strengthen you from the word of God. And then you keep going and going and going and going. And I'm hearing some people say, "Uh -uh, if, if a man do me like that, he dead. But look at God. I'm going to show you something in John, the sixth chapter. 
Look at your neighbor say, I don't like to sit there and get taught because I fall asleep. That's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to fall asleep. He don't want you to grab hold to the word of God. Why? Because he coming in here to steal it from you while you sleeping. If you have to have your wife just to open your eyelid for you. Come on, if you really want to stay awoke, you can stay awoke, right? So look at this right here, y'all. We see dealing with the miracles. In John chapter 6, this is what's happening. Jesus was feeding the 5,000. They had two fish, five loaves of bread. Jesus did a miracle at that time, and then he had the men that was um, in the midst of that miracle, they began to follow Jesus. So they began to look for Jesus. They were searching for Jesus. And as they were searching for Jesus and they got to Jesus, they said, where have you been? You know, just asking him that. Y'all know how we play them tricks because we want something. And Jesus said, you didn't come to me because you seen the miracle. You come to me because you got filled with that bread. Jesus knew that they wanted some more of that meat (laughs) and it wasn't spiritual food. They wanted their bellies to become full. And where am I going with that? Y'all know how at times when it looked like we don't have enough money to make it and all of a sudden somebody come to us and they give us that money and we're so happy and we're saying, thank you, Jesus. But then it comes another time when we need more money and seem like the money ain't coming. So we don't want to wait on God. We want to find a way to get what we want to get. Come on, has that happened in your life? You know, God supplied that. You knew that it was God because you didn't ask that person. You didn't tell nobody, but God sent them right on time, right? He supplied that need. You knew that was God. But then another need come, and then you don't see the money coming that way. You see that you have to pay it right then so you're going to make a way yourself to borrow that money that's shallow faith because he's the same God he may not do it the same way he done it the first time but God is still God and he's still faithful to his word this is why your faith have to be developed according to the word of God faith come by hearing hearing come by the word of God the more that you hear the word of God the more faith you're going to have for the word of God that's why it takes meditation on the word of God don't think that things are going to pop up in your life I'll put it this way you ain't going to get a quick fix all the time some people want a quick fix even when it comes to studying the word of God people want a quick fix they don't want to dissect they don't want to go in there to study to show their self-approved a workman that rightly divides the word of God what they want to do they want to read it and come up with their own conclusion but I don't know about you I want some illumination I want light through the word of God. I want the eyes of my understanding to be enlightened so I may know what the hope of his calling is, what the riches of his glory is, what the exceeding greatness of his power is. God, open my eyes, open my heart so I can have understanding to this word. I thank you that I already have the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you. Now, God, I know this word is saying this. This is what's written. But God, what are you revealing to me today? I need that word to be illuminated because God I'm not receiving any light from this word God confusion is all around me God show me what you want me to see and all of a sudden God would open it up and you have read it a dozen times when you get understanding and when you get light from the word guess what that word is penetrating that heart that means that's what you believe nobody can take it from you and you are not going to give up what God has said it's too many of us giving up what God has said because we have superficial faith it's above ground 
It's not deeply rooted. We're basing it upon what we see. If I see a miracle, I got faith in God. But if I don't see that miracle, I'm not believing what God has said. Come on, look at Thomas. Thomas said, unless I see the nails, prints in his hands, unless I see him pierced in his side, I will not believe. But what did Jesus say? Blessed are those who have not yet seen but still believe. So God said, we got to get past y'all superficial faith. You cannot join in with people that appear to act like they have faith in God, but they don't. This is why you watch people's lives. You watch how they move. You watch how they react to different things. That's who you're going to know to touch and agree with. So see what you do just because a person can quote the word verbatim, that don't mean that the word is rooted. It could be head knowledge. It don't have to be heart knowledge. When that word is rooted and grounded on the inside of them, they're not going to be moved. They're not going to be swayed by every wind of doctrine because they're standing on the word of God. This is why the Bible, go with me to Psalms 1. Psalms 1. We cannot take counsel from the ungodly. And I'm going to go somewhere here. We got churches, which that's the people of God, but we call it churches because they're in a different location. We got houses, the house, well, the churches, they're full. People are coming in, they're crowding the place. And those are people that has shallow faith. Those are people where their faith is not rooted, and I'm going somewhere with this too because I'm showing you as a believer, but I'm going to show you as an unbeliever. You got unbelievers actually saying, Lord, Lord, confessing him as Lord, but don't know him. And they considering them as Christians because you got a lot confessing but really don't know him and have not accepted him. So this is why you got to know who you labor amongst. Just because somebody come up on Sunday and they said, yes, I believe, that don't mean they actually believe. You're going to know them by the fruits that they're bearing. Because there are some that's by the wayside that'll tell you that they know him as Lord, but they're wayside Christians because the word did never penetrate them. You have a house full of people that are saying they're Christians, but they truly have not accepted God because they're not bearing the fruit. Let me go to Psalms 1 first. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly and standeth in the way of sinners, nor seateth in the seat of the scornful. That means that you ain't getting counsel from the ungodly. You're not getting counsel from those that are unsaved. You are not going to let somebody marry you just because they got a license and don't know God. That's ungodly. We don't even go before a judge. We as church people supposed to resolve stuff within the church. We don't go to a judge to say, judge, I'm here on the behalf of, of myself and on the behalf. No, I'm here on behalf of Darlene Adams. She knows she owed me that money. She should have been paid me that money. I called on several occasions. She still wouldn't give me my money. And that's an ungodly judge. The Bible tells us that we're supposed to solve this amongst ourselves. We don't supposed to go to the ungodly and resolve this, y'all. We're supposed to be able to resolve this through the word of God. And the words let me know. Did you give it to her? Yes, she didn't ask to borrow it. 
She said, uh, Apostle, can you give me $20? And I said, yes, Darlene. But then I'm calling Darlene for my $20. So the Holy Spirit is saying, if you gave it to her, why are you asking for it back? And, and, and then you don't supposed to let your right hand know your left hand. Which one is it? Which one is it? Uh-huh. Right hand know what your left hand is doing. So why am I telling Tyson back there what I gave Darlene? So I'm all out of order, putting Darlene in the midst of something. I'm supposed to follow what the word of God is telling me. So you don't take counsel from the ungodly. But then it says, but in, let me see, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, do he meditate? How long? How long do you meditate on the word? And he shall be like a what? Tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his seasons his leaf also shall not wither and whatever he do shall prosper that means that a tree that's deeply rooted that tree will not it may sway but it ain't going to be uprooted why because those roots are deep so when you take and meditate on this word day and night and you get deep rooted in this word whatever come in your life you ain't moved by trouble you ain't moved by persecution you're not moved by what people think what people say you're standing on the word of God God want us to stand y'all as Christians as saints we supposed to be different if the world is saying this we're saying what the word of God is saying if the world is saying the gas prices is going up we should say oh my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So we're supposed to be different from what the world is doing. We don't supposed to look like the world. We're supposed to be manifesting him. And how do we manifest him? By being in the word of God on a daily basis. So God is letting us know today we cannot have shallow faith. We as Christians don't supposed to have it. We're supposed to have deep-rooted faith that's deep-rooted in the word of God. How do we do this? I'm going to tell you how you do it, and I'm going to give a good example. Mary in the Bible. God sent her a word from heaven, and he sent that word through Gabriel, and Gabriel gave her that word, and Mary knew she had not been with a man, but she did not reject that word. When it was explained to her how this was going to happen through the power of the Holy Ghost, Mary said, be it unto me according to your word, to the word. So she took God at his word. Can you believe a virgin is going to say, be it unto me according to the word? And she knew it take a man and that seed coming together in order for a child to be born. But she said, be it unto me according to the word. Why? Because she had more faith in the word of God than what she believed or what she thought or anything. So this is what happened, y'all. Once she said, be it unto me according to the word, and she accepted it and she received it, that's when that word was planted on the inside of her. But guess what? She had to carry that word. And the enemy wanted that word. And that word name was Jesus. So this is what God did. The husband, Joseph, when he was with Mary, God was telling Joseph what to do to protect that seed, to protect the word of God. What is God telling you today? He said, first of all, you got to pay attention to my word. You got to incline your ear unto my sayings. You got to put them before your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why do you have to do all of this? Because guess what it's going to bring? It's going to bring life to all those that find them and help to all flesh. That's your medicine. It is the word. But it don't stop there. It say, guard your heart with all diligence, 
For out of it is the issues of life. So whatever word God gives you, you have to guard that word. You have to protect that word. How do you do it? By paying attention to it. By inclining your ear to it. By keeping it before your eyes. That's how you meditate on it day and night. You're saying, God, this is what you said. God, this is what you promised. You're laying down with it. You're walking through the day with it. You're rising up with it. You're walking through the day with it. And everywhere you go, you're quoting what God is saying outside of how you feel. If you're going through in your body, you're saying, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, God, this is what you said. You said by Jesus' stripes, I was already heal and seem like the body want to act up even the more but you say ah body you line up with this word this is your medicine today be healed in Jesus name and say that body keep acting up what did I say to you what did I tell you to do today this is what you supposed to be doing you don't receive that in the name of Jesus you rise up off your bed of affliction you can do all things through Christ which strengthen you now you can't be like a windshield wiper and once you tell your body to do that the next thing you say is well I'm gonna lay it down a little bit more your body don't know which way to go so in order to stand in faith and in order for the word to be rooted You got to constantly stand on that word and you can't go on how you feel. So Mary carried the word of God. Y'all look, she was going, you know, the enemy wanted to take that word. Remember, he killed all the, the children. He wanted to take that word, but it was time for that word to be delivered. And that word that was delivered, look how many it saved. So God is saying, in order to be a carrier of the word, y'all, you're going to go through some trouble. You're going to go through some persecution. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be laughed at. You're going to be called crazy. Family is going to shun you because they're going to say, I know you crazy now because they're not in the word the way you are in the word. Why are you always going up to Miracle Temple? Y'all a cult. Miracle Temple, y'all didn't know people call y'all a cult. They ain't calling me one. They're calling y'all one. They calling you a cult. Every time I turn around, y'all up in there. Y'all, y'all saying this. Y'all ain't normal. Hallelujah. Y'all know we right. When they say we ain't normal, we right. We on it. Because that's how it's supposed, we supposed to be different. Y'all, if they tell you that, say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I have a ride. Let me get my dance on. Now I know you're crazy. I had a person to tell me three Sundays ago. No, maybe a month ago. They walked up to the altar, and I'm telling you about shallow faith. I'm going to tell you how the shallow faith works, dealing with non-believers. A non-believer can come in the house and see the Spirit of God moving, and y'all, they can fall out, they can cry, they can holler, because they feel the power of God. They feel something they never felt before. They feel the love of God. So about a month ago, I had somebody come up to me, and they said, Apostle Amanda, they said, I be inviting people to come to Miracle Temple. But they said they can't come up in there because you call people out. They said, but I told them she can call me out all she want. Long as she, she can call me out all as, um, as long as she want because I know she's going to give me the word of God. I said, that's right. I said, that's right. I ain't say too much because remember, the Lord said he, he know them. He know their heart. So I knew that their individual was waiting on me to speak something. But I let them walk right on off. Let me tell you why. Because the Lord knows who's amongst you, right? 
So that was the one, say, anything you want to tell me, I tell them I will receive it. Okay. Where you at? They had shallow faith. They were only going on what they were seeing, but they were not rooted and grounded in the word. When you're rooted and grounded in the word, when God bring you rebuke, when he bring you correction, when y'all know what this ministry do, it root up, it tear down, and it build you back up. Some people can't take it, so they just leave. So this person left. This person left. Why? Because they were not rooted and grounded. When you're rooted and grounded in the word, you're going to endure. You're going to endure. When, when trials, tribulation come, when people try to change your mind, you're not going to go on what people say, and you're going to go on what the word of God is saying. Getting back to... Um, John, the sixth chapter, they followed Jesus. Jesus knew they only followed him because of the food that they ate. But guess what? He had even those disciples. They were following him. Jesus had a lot of disciples outside the 12. And when Jesus said, you got to eat of my flesh and you got to drink, eat of my body, is it drink of my flesh and eat of my body? They was like, what? This man done gone crazy. That's a hard saying. And the Bible said even his, some of his disciples quit following him because of what he said. They were not rooted. They were not grounded. So you may see people amongst you right now that you are used to seeing and you think that they're where they need to be. But all of a sudden they're not here no more. But in the beginning they say, this is where God is telling me to be. See, when the words start coming forth and change start coming, people don't really want to change. So that tell you where they are. In the beginning they'll tell you, this is where God want me to be. I had ministers. I had pastors to come up in here and say, if you want me to sing, I'll sing. Whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. Because I want to be up under your ministry because I see how God is moving. I mean, God is really moving. Now, just look at him. Don't say nothing. I never tell people to be a member of Miracle Temple. Never. Why? Because you got to know where the spirit of the Lord is leading you. And wherever he is leading you, that's where you need to be. You don't let, neither let, not let people persuade you. That's not where you need to be. Guess who that's, they're doing that through, the enemy. If you get in the rat now, ream a word of God, and it's bringing change in your life, and it's turning things upside down that was messed up. Come on, the enemy going to uproot you from where you are. Why? Because he don't want you healed. He don't want you delivered. He don't want you set free. Because if he can keep you in bondage, you cannot do the work God has called you to do. This is why you have so many conflicts in the apostolic churches. Because an apostle, they're there to train you. They're there to develop you. They're there to lay down that foundation. Come on, they don't walk the walk of apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor. They don't bend down that road. So they set the foundation in the house to raise up the fivefold. People don't stay in the house long enough to be raised up. Because they think I don't need all that. I want to go tell somebody something. Then as soon as they don't have no money, they're crying. Let me tell you all this. When I started out, I didn't have all that money. Apostle, I didn't have it. But one thing I had was the word from the Lord. Jennifer, you know what we had? We had the word from the Lord and people looking at us like we're crazy. Nobody don't want to come and be up under you. You ain't got nothing, but I know what I had. I had the word of the Lord and Jennifer followed me 
Everywhere I went, the child followed me with the karaoke, didn't have no keyboard player, didn't have no drama, but praise be to Jesus, I had Jennifer Porter. And we had Jesus. And Jennifer say, when I said, Jennifer, I need a song. I remember when the church, I'm talking about shallow faith. I'm going to tell you where my faith was. It was rooted and grounded in his word because we didn't have money to start no ministry, y'all. And I'm going to close after this to tell you something. Only thing I had was the word from the Lord. And when the Lord gave me the word, this man over here in this corner had to agree with the word God gave me. And one thing I can say about him, he said, if God said is telling you to do it, then that's what you do. He would never stand in my way because let me tell you why, y'all. He knew my lifestyle. He, he trusted me because of the word that was in me. And because he saw what I went through and how I held on to the word, I didn't hold on to him. I held on to the word. Sometimes when I was down, he didn't know it. He could look at me sometime and say, what's wrong? I said, I'm okay. Because I was trusting God, depending on God. Because I knew he couldn't help me. I had to really get deep-rooted. But anyway, when we were starting the church in Granetti, um, the church that he had, y'all, this is no lie. I got pictures. I got proof. That church, there was nothing left there but the foundation because the walls had nothing. Remember, Jenna? Nothing. Even they had to go in there and do everything all over again. We had no money. But I had the word from the Lord because God had called me to this. And I would tell him, God, you called me to this. You're going to supply for this. And I remember they were calling us over there and they said, can you bring your choir? Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> we'll be back. So they thought we had a choir, Miss Mary. I said, Jennifer, bring the karaoke. Me and Jennifer, I was going to help Jennifer sing. This is no lie. Jennifer broke out that karaoke, began to open her mouth and sing praises unto the Lord. The people were weeping. They were crying, one person, because she had a heart. And that heart was saying, Whatever, pastor, you want me to do, I'll do it to the glory of the Lord. I don't care whatever I asked her to do. She was doing it unto the glory of the Lord. And as she'd done it, see, obedience is better than sacrifice. Jennifer didn't say, you better get me some help. I ain't going. Jennifer just bought the karaoke and started singing. And blessed be God, these people were healed in that place. They were delivered in the place. And these people, y'all, it was sleeting and it was raining and they had to finish the top of the house. And they told my daddy and them they were not going to leave until it was finished because there's an anointing here. They said we can feel the anointing on the ground. And the anointing went farther back as my grandfather. But God brought them to complete a work that God had placed upon my life. So what am I saying to you? When you're rooted and grounded in faith, and I want to tell y'all something. I don't look at numbers. I look at hearts. If I got one person and their heart is right, just like Jennifer, I can take that one person and I can get a multitude. And through her faithfulness, I don't care what it was. She, y'all, this woman got a farm, got so many animals down there. She was tending to that, but when I would call and say, Jennifer, she was on it. Jennifer would keep the books. She would sing. 
She, whatever I asked her to do, y'all, she humbled herself and did it because she trusted the God that was in me. She watched my lifestyle. She watched how me and my husband carried ourselves. And as she watched us, she knew whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it unto the Lord because I'm watching him manifest through them. So I'm going to keep doing what I have to do. So we didn't look at the numbers. Why? Because when you got a crowd of people, everybody in that crowd don't know Jesus. But when you begin to disciple one, and that one begin to go out and disciple others. And everybody come in the same house. You ain't going to have no isms and schisms. This is why when we get new members, you got to sit. You got to get to know where you are. You got to get to know how we operate. I'm not going to put you up there singing when you don't know what this ministry is about. By the way, you got 20-year-old people that still don't know what the ministry is about. So, y'all, God is saying we got to get rid of shallow faith by getting rooted and grounded in the word, meditating on that word day and night so it will cultivate and turn over those things that's in our heart that's not right. The heart of men is not right, y'all. When your heart get right, nobody have to beg you to do anything. This is why too many people want prayer all the time, but you ain't doing what you need to be doing getting into the word of God where nobody don't have to keep laying hands on you believers. Nobody shouldn't have to keep laying hands on you. Because if you are a believer, you should be trained and know what the words say for yourself. We do come into agreement. How do I know? Remember when they got in trouble, y'all, and they went back to their company, I think it's Acts 4, and they began to pray over them to build them up. God was in the midst of them, and they began to speak the word with boldness. That's what we do. We come together, and we build each other up so we can go back out there amongst them to manifest his glory through signs and wonders. Why? Because we don't have shallow faith. We're rooted and grounded in what the word is saying. So if Teresa go out there and say, God said he has already prospered you. God said that he's already supplied your need. But they say, I don't have money in the bank. This is what God is telling you to do. So they do what Teresa tell them to do through the spirit of the living God. They come back to Teresa and said, I followed what you said. And guess what? I have more than enough. So I want to bless you with $500 because I got more than enough. And by the way, where do you fellowship? That's how it works. Because she's manifesting him. She's standing on his word. She's believing what he said. Miracle Temple, it is time for us as a church to get into the word of God. Ain't about me, ain't about you, it's about him. And as we follow him, we will see things happening here that has never happened before. Quit being phony. Quit speaking something that you ain't rooted and grounded in. It's best not to say nothing until you get rooted and grounded. Because if you're telling somebody something you're not doing, you liar. If you're telling somebody, well, God's words say this, and then you're going crazy afterwards, it didn't mean nothing. Come on, if you truly believe in it, they're going to know that you believe it because they're going to see manifestation in your life. So, y'all, God said it's time to get past superficial faith 
It is time to be rooted and grounded in the word of God. And the only way you're going to do it is by meditating on it day and night. Then you shall prosper. Then you should have good success. And your understanding will be open. Your heart will be open. Let's do what the word of God tells us to do. And we shall see change in us. And we shall see change in others. Believers don't need no sign. Because you're a believer. The sign is what got you to believe. After you believe, you shouldn't be looking for no money falling from heaven. Mm -mm. Because you're a believer. And a believer don't need all that. They're just standing on the word of God. And I'm going to tell y'all something. I believe that there's going to come a time when all of us get in our place that we will see what the word of God is telling us that we need to see. But until you follow the order of the church, God cannot allow you to go out there and mess up somebody else the way you messed up. God don't operate like that. God is no hit and miss God. He's a rat now God. Why did Jesus get result all the time? Because he was operating um, in the fullness of God. In all those gifting, Jesus was operating in them. Working of miracles, gift of healings, um, the gift of faith, all those three work together. And gift of faith, y'all, it's not like just ordinary faith. And I'm not talking about natural faith. Gift of faith will believe something outside of what needs to be believed. And you will hang on to it. And then the working of miracles. I'll give you an example. If a person come in here and one of their legs are shorter than the other. And let's say God manifests with Julia. And say, Julia, I want you to go touch that leg. And Julia be like, what? Touch that. I want you to get up and touch that leg. But first, I want you to say that God say he want to work a miracle in this house. So Julia, get up. Just obedient to God's word. God said he want to work a miracle in this house. So he, she's pointing at the person. She said, I want you to come forward. So she said, I want you to see this leg is longer than this leg. But God said he's going to manifest himself. And that leg is going to be the same length as that other leg. So Julia is going on the unction of what God is saying. There's a gift of faith there. There's a working of miracles there. All of a sudden, that leg grow out. Okay, God done what he need to do. Let's say, is Julia looking for that again? Yeah. Julia want that to happen again. But God said, you know what? I allowed my spirit to operate in you that day. Now, don't think that you're going to get that result again if the spirit is not operating through you. See, this is where we miss it. It's as his spirit wills, not as we will, but as his spirit wills wills whatever the spirit tell you to do that's what you do so don't be trying to go out there just because you saw somebody else do it but my god if julia done it i can do it too every short-legged person in the united states come to my house god is gonna heal you and you're gonna look like a fool because god ain't told you to do it See, that's what we do. We try to manifest what somebody else is doing and god say i ain't gonna use you like i'm gonna give you an example y'all know old benny hen you go to Benny Hinn's service, you're going to leave here. That's, that's what he operating in. He operating the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healing. And sometimes he'll have a word of knowledge. He got to have the word of knowledge because he'll look at the person and say, God is telling me that you got a growth in such and such place. God said that growth is going to leave today. That is a working of miracles. Go to Benny Hinn's service. That's the anointing. That's on Benny Hinn's life. So if you go in that house, that's what you're going to expect. 
So God know who to use and how to use them. So don't look at me and nobody else and say, my God, if Apostle Manna can do it, I can do it. She thinks she can do it all the time. I'm going to show you I can do it. I got, got news for you. I had one years ago in the house trying to be Apostle Amanda. And I sat back and let him be Apostle Amanda. But I remember one day they was getting beat up. And I watched him. Pastor, what you need me now for? Everything when it got messed up, now you need pastor to fix it. No, you're trying to do what I do, but you can't walk in the anointing that I walk in because God has put this anointing upon my life. So you're going to have to watch what God is doing instead of trying to be like me. Do what God has anointed you to do. And we'll work together. We are all one in the body of Christ. Every joint supplies. So quit trying to be like God ain't going to anoint you for that. And at the end of the day, never forget it. People found out that person went all that they said they were. But they were following them. Want to be like them. Don't get caught up. Don't get caught up. Stay in your lane. Because if you don't stay in your lane, somebody's going to get hurt. And you're going to have a lot of people that's following you that get hurt. Some things I do, you may not understand it. It ain't for you to understand. It's for you to be obedient to what God is telling you to do and allow his spirit to move. So let's get rooted, y'all, and grounded in the word of God. And as we get rooted and grounded in the word of God, we will not be moved. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Teresa Waddell, come up here right quick. You're one. You're a dissector. Even in your seat, your eyebrows go up now. Because you dissect in that word and you will do like this. Okay, God. I'm going to put that with that right there. Because you dissecting. Because you are one that studies to show thyself approved. A workman that need not to be ashamed. But rightly divides the word of truth. That's why God got you as a teacher, baby. Because you're one that don't want to present something that you ain't got illumination on, that you ain't got revelation on. And then some things that you hear that don't penetrate or just don't put a question mark there, you'll go back and you'll search the scriptures to see what the scripture is saying and say, God, I, I hear you now. I, I just don't feel right. Um, God, that just didn't hit me right and I ain't saying my cup Lord but that just didn't hit me right so I lift it up Lord give me some more understanding with that and you know what God come and quench and he thirsting in my Just raise our hands and just say it. Sure 
Everybody. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench. Come and quench this thirsting in my soul. Red of heaven. Sing it.